Hello, and welcome to the Love Your Work Life podcast. I'm your host, Elisa Shuck. Whether you're going for that next promotion, looking for a job, or making a career pivot, I'll teach you how to navigate it all so you can have the career you want. This is episode 112 of Love Your Work Life. I want to reflect on an earlier episode this week because what I'm seeing a lot of people experiencing on LinkedIn, and of course, you know, that's where I'm engaging with all of you. (laughs) Uh, There's a lot of burnout going on, my friends. And some of it is happening because People have been job searching for a long time and they're just burnt out on all of the job search stuff. In other ways, it's because you've been through your you and your company have been through a layoff and so you are doing more with less and therefore you're starting to experience burnout. Burnout can also happen when you are in a toxic workplace and you're managing all of that. You're navigating all of that. You are pushing and pulling against the negative energy that's happening. And if you're not careful, you will get burnt out. So I want to have you re-listen to this episode on how to manage burnout so that you can show up as your best self wherever yourself is required so that you're not dragging some unintentional baggage around with you as a result of burnout. Listen in and I'll talk to you again soon. Today I'm talking to you about burnout. And this can be burnout in your job search. It could be burnout in your career. Because some of the thoughts here that we're going to explore together can apply either way. So say you're in a job and you really want to get into a job search because you feel burnt out, but you're not able to make that move, then some of the things I'm going to talk to you about today will make a lot of sense and will hopefully get you out of that mode so that you can take the action you want to take and really feel good about it. Not feel a sense of heaviness, but a sense of lightness. Because that's kind of what burnout is, right? It is this thing that feels heavy, feels burdensome, exhausting, you know, whatever labels you have for it are probably kind of dramatic because of course, that's what we're experiencing. It's us, it's our life, it's our career, it's your livelihood, it's money. So it makes total sense that it would feel heavy and dramatic. So I'm going to approach this from the assumption that you're doing the things you need to do, right? You're setting some boundaries, you're scheduling your activity, you're obeying your schedule, and you're showing up for yourself with rest, self-care, all of that stuff. When you're doing those things and yet you still feel burnt out, I want to share with you some thoughts 
that um, that I learned from one of my favorite people, Rob Bell, that really can apply to a job search. This was what was so fascinating when I was listening to his audiobook recently that I had to share it here because there's so much that can apply to a job search. And again, when you're doing all the self-care things that you know to do, yet you still feel burnt out in your job search, then I want you to be looking for some of these other things that could be going on under the surface. So the first one I'll call um, something to prove. So you are thinking that if you're job search is easy, then something must be wrong. It actually, it's hard. If it's going right, it must be hard, right? This is, I see this all the time on LinkedIn because people are posting that they applied for hundreds of jobs and how many times they've revised their resume and all the ways, all the work they're doing because a job search is hard, right? That's what people are saying. That's what people are demonstrating when they're talking about all this stuff. But if you think about it, and if this is you, if you identify with this, bragging about all of the hard work you're doing because you have something to prove, eventually this shows up as resentment, that you end up resenting your job search and you want this feedback and approval. That's why you talk about it all the time on social because you want people to say, oh, you're doing all the right things. You want these little cliche um, tidbits in the comments, makes you feel better in the moment, but not overall. Because if you feel like your job search is something to prove and that if it was actually easy and fun to find a new job, that something was wrong, this could be a clue as to why you're feeling burnt out, as to why you have this this roller coaster ride of emotions because you get the little bit of accolades, but that doesn't last. Um, So I want you to pay attention to that. This something to prove approach to your job search and even your career could be what is going on below the surface that is keeping you in this state of burnout where you're just not able to move past it. All right, so that's one. The second one has to do with obligation. This shows up because you're applying for the same kind of roles over and over again. You feel obliged because that's your wheelhouse. That's what people expect of you instead of pursuing the new thing. So if you are doing the job searchy stuff, but you feel burnt out, it could be because you are not that person anymore. You're not the person who would make that lateral move. You don't really want to be in that industry or in that role anymore, but you feel this strange sense 
of obligation to that role or to that industry. So you keep applying for those kinds of jobs. You never really go for the new thing that's that's kind of sparked in your mind, this creating something new for yourself. And the underlying feelings here are scarcity and lack because you don't really trust yourself that you have what it takes to go for the new thing. So you're just going to stick with what works. Um, Maybe there's some sort of unwritten obligation to people, to your family, to others. Maybe you feel obligated to pursue that line of career because that's your education. You got your degree in that. So my gosh, you just spent a whole bunch of money for that thing. So it might make sense that you'd feel obligated to pursue it. But if you have new information and you know that it's not the right thing anymore, pursuing it out of obligation is only going to result in burnout and exhaustion. So pay attention to that. Is is this weird sense of obligation the undertone of your job search or of the role you're currently in and not taking the action that you want to take to leave because you feel obligated to be there for whatever reason. All right. Another one um, that I want to talk about is the label. So you're you're searching, but you feel like, or you're not searching. Isn't it funny how like this could be in your job search, or it could be the reason you're not job searching and living with this sense of burnout at your current job. And this one I call the label. Like you want to have this stamp of approval. Um, the other way I put it is this is the mothership mentality that in order to be authentic, you need to be part of a certain organization. This is how I see it show up on LinkedIn. People put in their headlines, X Amazon, X Google, X Microsoft, as if calling out the fact that, hey, I've got this label. Hey, I've been part of this organization. So it must mean I would be a great employee in your organization. It means that you're not really taking yourself seriously, that to be taken seriously for the value and the contribution that you can make in an organization that you have to associate yourself with some label. Works that way in fashion too, right? Like, well, if you wear that label, then you must have arrived, right? So it could be that you are highlighting those labels to prove something. Notice how these are all kind of interrelated as well. But if you're associating with that label, and you are not allowing yourself to feel authentic just because you're you and just because you've had impact and contribution in all of the places that you've worked, 
then this could be causing this undertone of burnout. And if this is hanging over your head that I need to be this person, I need to be associated with that industry or that organization in order for people to take me seriously, then pay attention to that because you are worthy. You can make contributions because of you, because of who you are, because of your natural gifts, strengths, workplace behavioral traits and characteristics that underpin success that help you. You don't need a label to be taken seriously. But listen, unless you take yourself seriously apart from those labels, then you won't be able to connect the dots for the other person. So let's just let's just go with that. Okay. Now, here's another one. This one I call the ladder. So say you're searching for a job, but you are following conventional wisdom. And trust me, I'll I'll back this up a little bit. When I meet with a client, one of the first things I ask is, what do you want? Do you see yourself moving forward? Do you see yourself elevating your role? Because a lot of people come to me because they feel like they've got this cap this ceiling on them, that there isn't the area of professional growth or development inside their current role, organization, or industry. So they're specifically seeking that, okay? And that's not exactly what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the the undertone of following conventional wisdom that, hey, if you're an awesome salesperson, then you must be a great leader of salespeople. I used to see this happen all the time uh, back when I was in retail, that the top person on the sales floor would be the one offered the manager job and they were not good at managing. But hey, you were offered this promotion. Hey, it seemed like the right thing to do, to climb, to move up the ladder. And so they did, and they were extremely unhappy, very burnt out, and missing the thing they used to do. But they were kind of tied up in this, I've got to climb, I've got to move up, because that's kind of the way our society is, right? That's the conventional wisdom out there that there's a corporate climb. And if the corporate climb is not for you, but you're kind of participating in it anyway, then you might be feeling burnt out. I love it when I'm working with a client who is further along in their career, they've done the management thing, they've done the leadership thing, and it's so fascinating how sometimes it just comes full circle. And they say, you know, I want to be an individual contributor again, but I don't know how to do that because my resume is all about leadership and leading people. So I have a very specific strategy around that so that we're not dumbing down their resume. We're not downplaying 
what they've accomplished as a leader, but we're leveraging that as value if they decide to go back to individual contributor status. So if you're feeling burnt out in your current job, or if you're feeling burnt out in your job search, because you're following this thought that you better move up, or you better scale, or you better do the next thing that's higher on the ladder, that this is the way to go, then, and you don't really want to, then that could be causing your burnout. All right. Pay attention to that. Because trust me, you can have all of the self-care in the world, but if you are just pursuing this because it's the thing to do, you're not going to be happy and you will experience that exhaustion. All right. The last one I want to talk about here is what I would say is this too much. It all feels like too much. This sense, uh, it shows up as dread. Now I've seen this show up for clients who are in a job search and the sense of dread and burnout comes from just facing interviews. Just doing an interview fills them with dread. And it is because of this intense pressure and expectation that never seems to shut off. And it's weird because um, as, as Rob described it, and I, I could so relate to this back from my corporate career, it kind of shows up as ambiguous. You're not really sure where it's coming from. Um, it's all the things, right? You're always on, you're always pushing. Um, sometimes it shows up as they expect this. So I've got to show up. It could be that you're not setting some boundaries. We know that boundaries are a part of managing burnout anyway. But when you're in this too much dreading going to work, dreading facing your job search activities, it's likely because you are putting this intense pressure and expectation on yourself. That somehow this is the way you do it and this is the way it's going to be done, even if you don't know exactly what this is. The best way to kind of tackle this too much kind of dreadful type burnout is to break it down into simple, specific steps. This is why I have built Job Search Field Guide to have five steps to follow, things that are easy to do, rinse and repeat, simple strategies to give you stellar interview skills, because it shouldn't, it it doesn't have to be too much. It shouldn't be too much. This intense pressure and expectation that you're putting on yourself, there actually is a better way. But being open to it and asking yourself questions like, what actually is it that's causing me dread here? Then you break it down and maybe you realize that, hey, I don't have to prepare for hours for this. 
I'm actually applying for a job that I know how to do. And I can trust myself to step into that interview fully prepared as the confident me and knowing that I will show up with all of the knowledge, all of the skills, and everything that I need to show this recruiter, this hiring manager, this panel, that I am the solution to their pain points and aspirations. So with any of these sort of burnout undertones, I want you to really pay attention to these. Because like I said a moment ago, there could be some overlaps there. There are some warning signals there. Our feelings and our bodies often feel the signs of burnout before our brain catches up. So be watching for those little signals. Are you feeling dread? Then maybe it's this too much thing that you're putting on yourself. Are you feeling a sense of scarcity and lack? Then maybe you're feeling this obligation. Are you feeling kind of numb and just following along with conventional wisdom? Then maybe that burnout is because of the latter. Maybe you're making things so hard because if it's not hard, then it must not be real. It, mu- it can't work easy, right? Are you labeling yourself? Are you identifying yourself with an industry, with an organization, and the fear of being away from that makes you feel inauthentic? Pay attention to the feelings that you're having and the way your body is responding, and then be a curious watcher of your brain. Be a compassionate witness. Reverse engineer this back to the thoughts that you're having and realize that burnout can be managed when you're looking for these signs and you say, oh, okay, I know where that's coming from. I'm going to become a curious watcher of my brain now. I'm going to reverse engineer this back to the thoughts that I'm having about myself and go back to you ultimately being enough and that you don't have to stay where you are, that you can actually evolve and that you can actually jump in to new things. And it doesn't have to be scary, doesn't have to be too much. You don't have anything to prove. You can approach your job search and your career and you can want what you want and you can go after it. So please do. Please go after the things that you want. Pay attention to these undertones and by noticing the signals and managing these signals before they get out of hand, you will be able to move through burnout or even 
prevent it before it gets too intense. All right. I'll talk to you next time, everybody. If you like this podcast, I invite you to visit the Love Your Work Life website at elisashuck-careercoach.com. On the site, you'll find all the information you need to work with me one-on-one, as well as get access to my courses, Job Search Field Guide, and The Art of Stellar Interviews. I can't wait to help. I look forward to seeing you there.